Hi, it's Dr. Beach, and today we're here with Angelica. Hi, Angelica. Hi, Dr. Beach. Um, it's so nice to meet you, and um, thanks so much for agreeing to speak with me today. Um, today, Angelica and I are going to talk about the important topic of domestic abuse. Angelica, perhaps a good place to start would be if you could um, tell me kind of what your relationship was to your abuser. He was my boyfriend and the father of my children. Okay. And when did you first meet? I was 17. You were 17? I was 17. Okay. And how long in total were you together? Uh, we officially split up uh, when I was 24. When you were 24? Yes. Okay. One of, one of the reasons I ask is, um, as you probably know, it's, it's very common in um, cases where there's been abuse. Um, that there can be a real mix of both abusive behaviors as well as love behaviors. And that can make it very, very complicated and very difficult for someone to, you know, first of all, sometimes even recognize that something is abuse. And even when they do, um, get to the point that they actually feel uh, comfortable getting out of the situation. It is a difficult situation, I think, to understand that it's actually happening to you. It's hard to admit that you're in that situation and you've allowed yourself to be blinded by the person who you loved because there is so much anger coming from them but you still want to see the good that they showed you in the beginning so really the person that they show you to be is what draws you in for so many years thinking before if we can just get back there if things can just go back to what they used to be if I can change things a little bit it will get better it's I guess the cycle of how you get to accept being there and I don't know exactly what made me leave I remember getting really mad at him one time for actually striking one of my children and I didn't think about it I remember looking at him and saying I want you out of my house by Friday I'm leaving today and I don't want to see you again I got my things and I've left and I've never looked back. It was the hardest and best decision that I've ever made. And I really, really kind of did it without thinking. Mm -hmm. It was just an impulse. So in your case, it sounds like the abuse uh, extended to your, to at least one of your children or all of your children as well? All of my children as well. Okay. Um, And that complicates things even further, right? It really does. So I grew up with my parents in a domestic abused relationship and my mom really drilled it into me. You cannot have a failed marriage, your kids need their dad. So I always kind of felt that I would be letting down my kids if I wasn't with their dad. Even though I knew I wasn't happy, I knew my mom wasn't happy when I was growing up either. So it was kind of just normal to me, but it I don't know, I got to a point where it just, enough was enough for me but it was just a whole well I don't want to let my kids down they need me it's their dad they need a family being completely blindsided by the fact that they would have been better off if we would have split up a long time ago and I was actually hurting them more by staying in the situation right and and sometimes the thought of the thought of leaving it can be so overwhelming or so scary that you know, as humans, it's it's kind of natural to just kind of do what we know, which is kind of preserve the status quo. Yes, definitely. Um, and sometimes people are afraid that if they leave, um, that it could actually escalate the situation and 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 make the risk 
right, even worse. Oh, yes. I was afraid to leave him for many reasons. I, for one, he kind of drilled it into me. I wasn't going to be okay without him. I wasn't going to survive. Me and the kids needed him, and everything was going to fall apart if we weren't with him. And when I started gaining more confidence in myself and my abilities, then the physical threats became so much more real. And combined those threats combined with his previous behavior and things that he had shown that he was capable of made it scary. Made it feel like, okay, well, maybe if I leave, this is it for me. This is it for my kids. He does know where everyone I know lives because my circle is very small. He made sure to control that. So by the time it was all over, it was like, okay, I'm going to my mom's or I'm going to my sister's. He's going to find me at my sister's. He's going to find me at my mom's. Mm. Thankfully, when I did decide to leave him, I had just gotten a new job and kind of sparked up a friendship with my manager because when I up and left, I didn't leave with my family. I actually showed up with a little trash bag at my manager's house. I was like, hey, I I don't know where to go. If you need me to show up at work, I, I kind of need somewhere to stay. And it's kind of where everything started to fall into place a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when um, when you finally got to the point that you you know had the strength and the courage to to leave, um, did um, did you come up with some kind of plan? I mean, people will talk about sometimes in order to to leave, they want to make sure that everyone's safe. Did you did you have some kind of safety plan or like a vision of how you were going to do it, given the potential risks? I would advice on, on having a safety plan given the abuser but in my situation every time I try to come up with a safety plan or a smart idea there was something that held me back and something that pulled me back so when I left there was no plan it was me because at that point the abuse just wasn't for me the now my children are being abused and when I saw that it was like you know what you can hurt me all you want but you're not going to hurt my child and I remember that day like it was yesterday. Everything went black and I just turned around and I said, you will never touch my child again. I want you out of my house by Friday. And I'm leaving from now on Friday. It was a Monday. I took my kids out of school, my little one. She wasn't in school yet. I took my oldest out of school and that's when I went Mm -hmm. to my manager's house. But I had absolutely no plan because prior to that, I thought I needed him financially and then when he wasn't the financial provider for me anymore I was the provider but he was the child care provider and I just felt that I couldn't provide for my child and pay for child care and still have a life that they deserved so it always I always felt like I needed him and no matter what move I made where I was in this relationship I was gonna need him but him just really doing that to my child made everything disappear. I had no plan, nowhere to go. Like I said, I didn't even talk to my, my family because I didn't want them to know in case he showed up or try to make a big deal out of anything. I got my bag, got my kids out of school and went to, at the time, a friend's house and hid. Right. Things. It sounds like things really reached a crisis point and that the abuse towards your children was really kind of what, what kind of you know, instilled in you, I can't go on like this anymore. Yes, is that right? That is definitely what happened. Okay. So you've mentioned, I'm sure you um, know there's different types of abuse. You mentioned physical abuse, in this case, um, towards your children. You mentioned emotional abuse. 
Um, you mentioned kind of one of the hallmarks in a lot of abusive situations is that there's a power imbalance and the abuser will put the survivor um, in the situation where they have less power, um, they don't have the finances, um, they exploit the person so that they're not in a position that they can easily leave or they fear if they leave that things could be even worse. Definitely, they. it really does. It was a big combination of physical, emotional, psychological abuse and they do, they make sure that they strip you from everything because when I met this guy, I was a happy-go-lucky, I was in church, I had friends, everything in my life was good. I was a teenage mom, but I was still thriving, everything was good and slowly but surely I had less friends and whenever I did think about leaving him it always became well am I really after not talking to them gonna show my face and be like oh I'm sad mm -hmm. so it kind of stuck around longer and my circle got smaller right. and smaller there is actually a point I did not speak to my brother my sister or see my niece for three years because they were so disappointed and hurt by what was going on that they just said you we're just we can't talk to you if we can't enable you if we can't help you we can't deal with the situation so my only other contact was my mom I couldn't go to her really leaving was it was I'm very glad to be alive because there was no plan no money saved there was nothing mm -hmm. I literally had the program and friends to help me pull me from the ground up because there was no plan I left with nothing I had given up money cars everything to be with this person who in turn kind of ruined my life and it's better now but detrimental I'm, consequences have been, have been faced right. because of it well i'm so glad that you and your children got out safely and and i can tell from speaking with you now um kind of how emotional this is and i mean it's not something that you obviously just get over it's it's a process it does it, it carries over to not just your next relationship but friendships and other relationships are hard to deal with I feel that my boyfriend has had issues kind of dealing with me because I'm so ready and sometimes he just wants to play but it hurts my feelings and I feel so attacked and he is such a loving guy he's I know he wouldn't hurt me but there's still the oh he said something in the wrong tone I got it kind of back up or he's tried play with me and I've noticed when he reaches towards me I kind of like flinch and he's like never, startled yeah like what are you, why are you coming at me so fast and I feel that it's it really has played an effect in my current relationship and just the way that I can carry on with other people it's harder to trust and to kind of show affection to people because it did leave me I felt so vulnerable than the one person that I thought I could love trust and be with because you know we had children the plan was from growing up what I thought is you have a baby and you're with that person for life and that was my plan so giving somebody everything and have him to my face be so rude really just take advantage of me kind of took me that I don't feel safe with right. others. can shatter kind of all concepts you have of kind of what your life's going to be like, Definitely. you know, what it means to be in love, you know, how you're supposed to be treated. It does. It, it hurts. And I'm very thankful that I did. I, I left when I left because I know that 
And part of the reason why I put up with it so much is because of my parents. I hate to blame. I don't want to be the person who blames the parents for their problems. But it really was that cycle. And my mom always telling me, you can't have a failed, even though we were never married, you can't have a failed marriage. You can't ever leave your kids without their dad. And I always thought to myself, we would be better off without him. We're not happy. But my mom was never happy. Right. So it really doesn't matter. It's kind of just the way that life goes on. And yeah, and, and yet, yet a marriage where there's abuse is, by definition, you can argue a failed marriage. Yes. Right? You're trying to prevent yourself from having a failed marriage, even when the marriage is failing. Exactly. You know, in, very, in very obvious ways, you know, particularly probably like to an outsider. I mean, one, one of the challenges can be uh, when you're in it, it's very hard to see things objectively when there's, when there's pressures to maybe stay married or when there's aspects of someone that you loved or that you still love. Can be really you know difficult to sort that out. Right. If if you looked back now, um, you know, with hindsight being twenty twenty, when would you say the abuse started? At what point in your relationship? How long into your relationship would you say now, knowing what you know about abuse, did it the abuse start? Definitively, I can say the fourth of July. I remember uh, we were together. We we got together in January and. I started to notice shifts and changes with my friendships, but I never put it together together until one day I was supposed to be hanging out with my friend for the 4th of July, which is something we always did. We took my girls and we took them to the park and the bay front to watch the fireworks and stuff. Well, he didn't like this friend because she was getting in my head too much, but I still went with her. And I remember looking over my shoulder being nervous because I knew he was mad, but I didn't think he was going to come look for me. I remember looking over my shoulder just to see what was going on and seeing him charging towards us, just angry and coming up to me and just picking up my things, telling me it's time to go. And instead of standing my ground or being with my friends or being embarrassed, I left. I was like, okay, no, right. I'm sorry. And I got the rest of my things and said goodbye and left. And I remember being very upset that I was leaving because I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted my kids to experience what at the time was their little tradition on the 4th of July. But I couldn't stand on my own two feet and say, no, we're staying. I saw him and I remember my jaw dropped. I was just so scared. And that's when I knew that there was a problem. And that's also when I knew that I was in too deep to do anything about right. the problem. So what 4th of July was this? So how long into your relationship? Uh, how many years? It was five months. Five months into five your relationship. Months into relationship yeah. So you were together for, is it seven years in total? Yeah. Uh, you said from when you were 17 yeah, until you're 24? Yeah, 24, yeah. So you were together seven years, but when you look back, it was only five months into the relationship that... You know, if you were to look at it now, you'd say that there were some initial yeah, there warning was, signs or there red was flags. Warning signs. Um, I think it all kind of started with, because we were younger at the time, it was very popular to play fight and slap. And I remember I never wanted to play that way. And one time he kept kind of just trying to nudge me and I was really upset. I was like, why are you hitting me? And he got so angry at me for being upset that I didn't want to play this game. And I just told him, I don't understand why you don't understand that you need to keep your hands off of me. And it 
led to such a problem that I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this game so that we don't have to have a problem. Because he was a very fun person. He was like my second best friend at the time. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to do this if we don't have a problem. Is that and how we would kind of sell that behavior? Is like we're, we're going to play a game? Yes. The game is where we what hit each other? Yeah, the game is where we hit each other. And it, it did. It all started with little play fights. And the first time he ever called me a name came from that because I was actually upset. He kind of hit me hard for the first time. And I remember feeling really disrespected. And he said to me, pardon my uh, French, but he said, stop acting like a whiny little bitch. And I was like, well, but you hit me. And instead of apologizing, he was justifying his behavior by telling me I was in the wrong by attacking him. And right, it's, it's almost like it sounds like when you kind of assert yourself or try to, you know, call out that inappropriate abusive behavior, you're made to feel like you're not like playing by the real rules mm -hmm. of the game. Yeah, and I started to feel crazy and I was like, well, what's wrong with me? How come every time I say something, it turns into a fight and it started to kind of make me feel well, I was always walking on eggshells. I didn't know what to say because everything mm -hmm. could lead to a fight. And in that situation, you're not thinking that your abuser is the problem. You're looking at yourself and saying, what can I do to fix this? We used to get along. How can I go back to the way it was? And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm not that much different. Yeah, I'm a mom now, so I have other priorities, but I still give him all of my time. I try to do this for him. What is going on? Why can't I fix this? Why can't I be the person that used to make him happy? I never stopped to think he was the problem. And I remember actually uh, about a year or two into our relationship, I'm not sure whether it was one or two years into it, but it was in February. Uh, I had a friend, her birthday was in February, and she wanted to have a small little uh, party, and we were there. He was there, and he was drinking but didn't want me to drink and I said okay that's fine I'm gonna drive home but my friend said well just do this one shot with me it's my birthday everything's gonna be fine so okay I'll do this one shot and he pulled me out of that room and everything like started and my friend ran out from her birthday party and she said I'm taking you home I was like no I'm okay seriously just leave me alone I'm okay and she stayed in the car with me for about an hour and then I convinced her to go back into her party and that I would go home and I tried calling her the next day and she wasn't answering me. I remember trying to reach out to her for about a week and finally she answered and I was like, what's the problem? Why won't you talk to me? Like I wanted to apologize for what happened. And she said to me, Angelica, if there's one thing I cannot put up with is a woman not valuing herself enough to stay in a relationship where she's abused. And I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. I value myself. Like, I know it. And she said, no, as long as you're in this relationship, I can't talk to you. I cannot stand women in your position. And I, I was so confused by it. I was like, what position is she putting me in? Why won't she talk to me? Mm-hmm. And that was the first friend that I completely lost. It just right. told me, like... I mean, and, and some of what you said, Angelica, that's kind of classic in the cycle of abuse, where the abuser will be manipulative in order to have more power, bring someone down, um, assert themselves, and make the survivor feel like the survivor's the problem, yeah. or the survivor's instigating it, or the survivor deserves it. And that's all part of the cycle. Um, that at the time cannot always make sense um, but from going through the experience or learning about it you realize that um, that's the abuser's strategy to manipulate people to feel like they deserve something or that it's their fault um, or that if they speak up 
um, then you know then they deserve what they get or they have what's coming to them definitely and it, it really almost makes you feel crazy because like I was saying earlier every everything I was saying led to a fight so I just kept thinking why why is this happening why can't we stop fighting every time I say something wrong or I don't even think is wrong we're gonna fight how is everything my fault and I would try to figure it all out rationalize how it was my fault why can't I survive without him why can't I do anything wrong I used to be a normal functioning person and now it seems that every move I make everything I say every turn is wrong and the cycle it, it, it keep it kept going it made me question everything about me the way I talked the way I walked my work ethic everything about me I was questioning because I felt like I was the problem I was the one failing in this and he would just really drilled into me no one will ever love you you cannot survive without me you need me and you're nothing so it really for so many years, I felt like no one was ever going to love me. I have three kids. What am I going to do? I can't survive without this guy, and I'm nothing. So his whole abuse, anytime I would, I, I actually stopped counting and stopped trying. I would, I'm not proud of this, but there was a point in time where we were fighting, and he was like, shut the fuck up and go to the corner. And I was just so ready to avoid the problem that I got up and I was on my way to the corner and I was like, wait a minute, I'm not your kid. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't going to work out when, of course, the fight led to something completely different. Right. But the cycle and the manipulation is so strong, you almost do things with so subconsciously to avoid a bigger issue that right. I almost put myself in timeout. Yeah. I mean, something so abnormal um, and so sick becomes so normalized. Yes. Right, that you're almost like in it, and it's so hard to even see. Yes, absolutely. Um, Angelica, if, if for people out there who are being abused or suspect that they might be seeing some initial signs of abuse, what recommendations um, would you give to them based on your experience? I know it's a hard one, but I would just tell people to love themselves and remember the person that they were before that relationship. If you find yourself questioning who you are even just a little bit it's not healthy and it would be the best time to go because you are worth it and you need to remember what you bring to the table and the way that other people see you because your hurt kind of carries on to everybody else so just remember that you are loved you are worth it and no matter what they say you will survive you just need to get out and it seems hard, but you will 100% make it if you just love yourself enough to leave. That's, um, that's, that's so powerful what you're saying. And what would you say um, that you think could help someone when they know they want to go, but they're not ready yet, that might kind of encourage people to kind of take that step and, and try to assert themselves and get out sooner rather than later? Don't wait. Don't wait because the consequences could be so much more severe. I didn't realize how severe my situation was until later on talking to one of the counselors. I was actually told that I was in a category where my abuser was, uh, he had homicidal tendencies because one in 10 abusers who strangle their victims have are more likely to kill them. And I didn't realize that, so leave 
leave as fast as you can it's not worth it it's not worth it for you it's not worth it for your kids and you're worth it just i i know it sounds hard i've been on the other side but just leave right i mean in that case it's a very very severe because someone's literally like taking your breath away like that's what you need to live oxygen yeah leave you are worth it just you you are worth it and you need to leave that's the best thing i can say is just remember you were a superstar before this person and you can shine even brighter because you're going to come out stronger but you need to leave because the longer you stay the harder it will be for you to rebuild and to trust and to love yourself and to maintain hope i hear a theme of try to maintain hope and get yourself back to where you were before the abuse yes i mean and there's there's always a potential uh, brighter day but but time you know staying in the situation you know, more time in an abusive situation isn't going to make it easier to get out it's not and you almost waste away in my situation i i had goals and aspirations but i was so put down that the only thing i could do was and not that there was anything wrong with working at a McDonald's, but I wanted more. But I was so being held oppressed by this guy that I couldn't do it. I have a bachelor's degree now. I, I, I left him. I went back to school after being a teenage mom with a high school without a high school diploma. I was I left and I became better. I, I was wasting away and now I feel like I could have been now at this point in my life somewhere so much better for me and my children if I would have left sooner I could have done better I could have done more so every day that you stay is a precious day that you're taking away from a lovely life that you can have for yourself I want to thank you so much Angelica I I can't emphasize how much I appreciate you speaking with me Um, I know it's difficult Um, it's very courageous of you and I really think that what you've said and shared your experience um, will be really helpful for people who are maybe in this position right now or, or who know someone um, who's in this position right now. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks.